Welcome again to another edition of the Southwest Climate Podcast. Mike, how you doing? Zach, I'm good. You doing well? Doing good. It's been a little over a month and a half, I think, since I last saw you. What did you do to the monsoon? <laughs> you broke the monsoon. We lasted the monsoon in what? Around August 9th, yeah. so a month and a half. And what has happened in the meantime? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about that, yeah. Uh, incidentally, we'll make for a very short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. <laughs> yes. It so will. for everybody that's tuning in, give us five, 10 minutes of your time. Yep. We'll be, we should be good to go. Oh, I think yep. we can. We'll probably extend that. We probably will. So what we're going to do is recap the 2017 monsoon. We left the last podcast with a bet. All right. And I'm not sure either of us really uh, won in a sort of a, a broader sense. I don't feel like anyone wins with the way that we uh, we framed that particular. Yeah, I, I, but I, I lose more often than you, Mike. I, really? So the bet. It's so pessimistic. The bet. I was I was bullish. I was bullish on the monsoon. Yeah. This was after a, a pretty vigorous period of the monsoon, and yeah. I and you know I took the position that the monsoon w- in Tucson, Arizona, at the airport, mm-hmm. would eclipse ten inches of rain. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You were living large. I was. I, it was close. It, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> well, so sure about that. It was. It, it turned out to be not so close. But, we, we, you know, we don't want to get okay, too, too far let's ahead Okay, let's not of us. get too far But ahead one of thing I did want to say, because I do owe you a coffee, and it's fitting because- So glad I didn't have to buy you Zima. I was so <laughs> grossed out that I might have to buy you a six-pack of Zima. Yeah, I would have Not like grossed that. out, but also confused as to how to even do it. You could have bought it on Amazon. I guess I could have. You could buy anything on Way Amazon. Way too much. But it's fitting because today, and I didn't know this, but I'm happy to say, I'm happy to report that today marks a national holiday, National Coffee Day. That's excellent. October 1st is International Coffee Day. You can enjoy your your double latte uh, on me because the official tally, 8.57 inches at the Tucson airport. So we did not finish uh, above 10 inches, so I lose. So congrats. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, but it's so bittersweet. Because so, I was really rooting for you for a couple of reasons, not not just having to buy you Zima. I, 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 liked, I liked that optimism, that gleam in your eye you had in early August, that we were going to kind of continue to run forward with all that July activity. I'm just getting old and, and, and pretty I'm cynical. conflicted now. I've, I've been burned. But yeah. maybe maybe we can take a step back. Okay. So how, how would you describe this monsoon? How do, how do you feel about Tell me your feelings about this uh, monsoon. Yeah. This is always important for me to... To, to kind of process this and, and get this out here. It's a very emotional season, right? It's we the really, most emotional season. For, yeah, we for talk weather about this. And climate for, for weather and climate. Yeah, you remember that sort of the heyday? Well, let's even step back. But remember the very beginning of July? It was fairly slow right at the very beginning. And we didn't end up having um, much of anything in June. Um, no activity, a lot of heat. It was slow at the beginning of the month, and we were quite concerned. And then boom. Things clicked on. We did 75% of our monsoon total in three weeks in Tucson. That was a special period. (laughs) (laughs) You teared up. There's like a little, I can see the little glisten in the corner of your eye. I know, it really was a special period. I don't know if you know, Mike, and can dig into this, but I mean, was there a three week period ever in the monsoon that produced close to seven inches of rain in that three week period? Yes, there have been. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, there have been. 1981. Um, shows up as a as a fairly close analog uh, for that. It wasn't quite seven inches in that particular year. It was just a little bit over six. Um, Nineteen one for Tucson, anyways, comes up as a, a really similar year and having just hitting the gas in July and then coasting for the rest of the season. You know, out of the gate, you know, you're at the starting line. Boom, you go zero to sixty, 
and then you decide that you're going fast enough so you don't put the gas on anymore That's and you coast to the end of the month. So I used to run cross country and we always had this guy that was our vanguard. Yeah, right? yeah, we had, I and, did it too, yeah. And I mean, he came in last. Always, yeah. Race, but he but was, what he did is he sprinted for uh-huh. the first yeah, you know, yeah. 400 yards and yeah. we were winning the race. And that guy, I always wondered about the What's strategy this, of that. I know, you would see that in cycling too. Right, right? Yeah. just the people that, like they're gonna be on TV for like 25 seconds because they're at the front of the- But what is the strategy of, the, of that? Their strategy is short-term glory. So I, mean, I kind of feel like the monsoon just wanted to kind of run out there in front of the crowd for a little while. Hey man, I'm here. This is awesome. Rain everywhere. It's so cool. And then we were going crazy, enjoying it. And then he, I'm anthropomorphizing the monsoon as a he. It could blame, be a she as well. I blame Twitter. I blame Twitter. Thank you. Yes, Twitter. And then it snuck out the back. We were still like, yeah, monsoon's awesome. It took us like half an hour to realize that the monsoon wasn't even here anymore. So I'm I'm conflicted on this because it was a late start, and that late start it technically wasn't that late. It was like five days late. Than okay. we would normally see the activity. Fine, but those five days added five more days where the fires emotional. were Emotional. Okay. I was yes, you're right. Not emotional fires, but literal fires. No, literal fires. Yeah, literal fires. I mean, yeah, that's right. Mike. No, no, no. Talking no. about legitimate hardship. Fair enough. You're confusing me now. Is this emotional <laughs> so, or is this a technical well, no, I'm discussion? Conflicted here? Because, you know, there's that. Uh there's the the delayed start, if you will. Yes, we did have fires. And right. we and there were fires literal, literal burning fires. that bur- bur- yes. <laughs> burned yes. a little bit longer. Right. If at the beginning of the monsoon, you were told that you'd have a, a three-week period like we had in July, you'd take it. Yeah, you know? I would. Absolutely. And you'd take it for the monsoon. I yeah, mean, yeah. Because that, yeah. th- those seven inches were, in a three-week period, were more than what average what falls on average at the Tucson airport. I completely agree. It seems to be in sort of driving around the state and talking to folks around the region that having that kind of monsoon where you're getting it all early – and granted, most of it in three weeks rather than than nine weeks seems to have made people happy. And from a practical standpoint, too, seems to have been positive from from a fire perspective, from an ecological perspective, right, from an ag- those fires agriculture. Yeah, it seems to have been positive from growing Grasses. grass and, and rangeland conditions. And so you can think, what's an alternative? What if we had nothing in July? We did it all three weeks in August, which has happened in the past too. But I think the fire season would have been a Fire season would have been a problem, but then even ecologically and then uh, agriculturally, having a little bit more delayed, you you cut your growing season because you're later in the season and you have other types of impacts that emerge in that situation. So it, it seems to be, granted, it's been super dry. I mean, super dry. August in some locations is going to go down as the record driest. I think as September numbers come in too, there's going to be parts where the, t- the September, I'm sorry, the August, September totals for parts of Arizona anyways are going to come in as the driest two-month midsummer period on record as well. So we had this three-week period basically to the end of July. That was, dare I say, epic. I think it's a great word. All right. Epic. We'll it's, go with that for the lack of eloquence at the moment. Sure. From August 1st until the end of September today, more yeah. or less, yeah. we had at the Tucson airport one significant event. Yeah. One significant event. I have to say, um, that event was fishy. <laughs> what that, do you mean? That event was fishy. I think I was texting you about, I well, was like, I want to win the bet. So, and that's <laughs> what I mean is like, it was not, but a couple days after our bet goes online, that this event comes out of nowhere overnight and tracks across the middle of Tucson and rains at your house, my house, and the airport and puts all this rain down. 
What's going on here, Zach? I mean, Do you have something to tell me? <laughs> so that was it. You know, but that, that was it for Tucson, yeah. more or less. Yeah. That one and a half inches and the seven inches that happened in July account for the eight and a half uh, inches. That's, that that's yeah, Tucson's makeup was 75% again, happened in three weeks in July. And then basically the last 25% happened in that one event in August. And that was it. That's the whole monsoon. Uh, yeah. How representative is Tucson of, of not, other areas? We know it's real. not. No. Yeah. Flag, so Flagstaff has had a pretty nice even march up to – they're just above average. And they've trailed off. The whole region has really trailed off since the beginning of August towards very small events. And Phoenix, for that matter, didn't see the um, vigorous activity that we saw in, in July. I mean, it's, right. it had a few events, and it was at the point where we were much above average. It was sort of right around average. And then right after August, August 2nd or 3rd, looks like 3rd, they had their biggest event in the season almost an inch. Yeah. And then they only had three maybe uh, events after, after August 1st and none in, in September. Yeah, so they have half of their annual total in one event for okay. Phoenix. 14 days total of rain for, for Phoenix mm-hmm. um, over the last, you know, 100, which is slightly above average. But, you know, Phoenix doesn't get— doesn't go gangbusters in the monsoon. And so you, you kind of look at the stats. It's not that terribly unusual. The spacing of the events isn't particularly wonderful, but they don't get a ton anyway. Let's look at El Paso. So El Paso on average is five inches, so that's a little bit less than— then Tucson, you know, it's running in right now at above average six six point four total total inches. So it's an inch and a half more or less above average. Most of its rain happened. It's got five relatively large large events that are spaced out every other week up until about August fifteen, and then it goes dry. Yeah, they had a, they had a June event where we didn't. New Mexico picked up some June activity that wasn't really happening in Arizona. Same busy period. August was a little bit better. Complete just absence of activity. The data that we're looking at is a couple of days old, but they're they're going to end up having this exclamation point on the end of their season because there's quite a bit of rain happening in New Mexico and far southeastern parts of New Mexico the last couple of days. Okay. We always have this discussion, but do we call that the monsoon? Oh uh, man, you're crinkling. I'm crinkling. crinkling that brow. I, know, I know. And that's the thing of, you know, if you could go back and look at all these days, did the rain taste different on one day versus the other, even though it's in the monsoon season? Kind of technically, yeah. You know, the the activity in mid-July, I think, was what you could characterize as being much more sort of monsoonal in the sense that it was originating from largely Gulf of California moisture, Gulf surges, mountain-driven convection, some easterly waves, you know, all the sort of the general features that would drive thunderstorm activity across the Southwest. So as of September, well, even as of early August, the larger scale canonical, typical monsoon ridge where the mid-level flow is out of the east and, you know, the the high is north of us in the mid-levels, has retreated in early August and is ebbed and flowed, rebuilt, but only for a day or two and then collapsed again. And we've been in the westerlies, sort of the dry upper-level westerlies for week, eight weeks now, reasonably. Again, variations from day so to day. So we had September and August? We had yes. September in August. September and August. Wasn't that Earth, Wind, and Fire song? No, that's <laughs> different. That's where I always get confused. On that's before my time. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, it's one of your favorite songs. I know that. <laughs> Mike, shh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we've had fa- we've really had the sort of this fall weather persisting for weeks now. Is this unusual? 
yeah, it is unusual, especially in August, not as unusual for the last couple of weeks. Monsoons usually sort of break down and fade away as we get through August, but it just feels like it just collapsed a lot earlier this year. So how unusual? So I looked at the Tucson airport data in September, and we basically had a trace this year, or like I think they're recording uh, from the National Weather Service at 0.03 inches. That's only happened, that amount or less has only happened 11 times in the uh, uh, 120 years. That's saying something. Yeah. So, and on average, we, the Tucson airport gets about 1.3 inches. So yeah, nothing in September, uh, very dry, very dry September. And so you're saying that the, that ridge, which was wobbling north and south really prevented, basically spent more time south of us and, and really caused us to be more in, in westerly flow, which was bringing in dry air from the higher latitudes, more or less. The progression in July is real strong northward push of the subtropical ridge helps sort of fire off the season. And underneath that ridge, you're going to get those easterly waves. The convection that's occurring in Mexico should be occurring frequently, should help to fire off those gulf surges, get that low-level moisture in here. At the same time, you're going to have activity in New Mexico and in northern Mexico sort of riding along in that easterly flow. So you saw that convergence of all those features together puts us in the soup and then fires off those storm activity. And that that's kind of what we had in July. We mm-hmm. had a lot of moisture parked in here. The monsoon ridge was – it looked good. It looked better on some days than others. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like Tucson really got lucky because of that trajectory of the – flow from the Mogollon Rim down towards mm-hmm. here. We're getting a lot of those what we call kind of rim shot situations. It did move around quite a bit. But once we got into August, what you expect to see is still that broad ridge across the western U.S., still being in the soup, still being in the easterly flow. And we did have the moisture, but it started to kind of bobble around a bit more. And we did end up having more of that westerly winds uh, emerge in the upper levels, and you just didn't have the features come together that you needed to to really drive the thunderstorm activity. Yeah, July was marked by very high dew point temperatures around mid 60s, and even some of them cresting into in, in, into the 70s, but consistently above average. And then in August, yeah, you had these peaks and valleys where the dew points were were elevating above average, but that also that also dropped considerably. So there was that moisture presence was wasn't quite as consistent, and that's that's a function of of the position of the ridge. Yeah, I you know, and I think that we ended up having a reasonably active jet stream to the north. You had a lot of trough ridge activity kind of moving through, and that starts to have an impact on us even this far south. And the dew points in July were remarkable. If you look at the longer term record for Tucson for daily average dew points. We set daily average dew point records multiple days, and we're in the upper 25th, 10th percentile of values. And then once we got into August, we started to then get back down towards middle ground, near average, but then really started to pull out a lot of days where we were below average and then even lower. There is a gradual decline through August on average, but ours was precipitous. What was causing that? I mean, was it that the position of the ridge was consistently in a good place that allowed for the, sort of the accumulation and of that moisture, and, and there there wasn't this sort of bobbling in that in that time period with the ridge that would have flushed out? What I remember about July was that the 
larger scale upper level flow pattern in July, it was flat, um, meaning that there was extremely weak flow south of us and north of us. So it was like, you know, think of a topographic map, it, just that there, there just was, there wasn't anything, right? So there was, no, so, there was no movement to carry the, the moisture away, is that what? Yeah, right. And, and, and all the activity, you know, we're, when we're thinking about having ridges strengthen or weaken and have troughs kind of come in and out, was relegated far to the north, which is what you'd expect in, at that point in the season. And uh, that just kind of hung in there. It was, it was very weak, very weak circulation patterns across the western U.S., and especially down near us. And so these gulf surges would occur with the activity occurring in the south. And there was some discussion on, on some of those blogs. On, Mike, I remember noting on one of his blogs, was like, for three weeks, we had an ongoing surge. There was no sort of break in it. There was no sort of scouring out of having a sudden shift in wind direction. We start to sort of drag in that dryer from the west into here. If you look at the monsoon moisture spatially during a typical season, there's real hard edges to it. If you go just far enough west out of Arizona, you go from like really wet, high precipitable water air into dry, just like that. And that monsoon boundary of moisture can wiggle around a bit. And when we get into burst and break activity, that particular period, we were just in it, right? We were in it. And then once August came in and we started to have more weather features in the synoptics sort of move through here, we, we started to really drag that monsoon boundary out, beat it around a bit, and then push it south. And then all that moisture was relegated to the south, to the southeast of us, and then off to the east of us as well. So Arizona got kind of left out of it. New Mexico was able to, as we got into these westerlies and having these little troughs of low pressure, which started to really show up in August and September, we're able to make use of some of that moisture and be more sort of fall transition type uh, events. Can you envision a scenario in which the activity in July just persists? Yeah, I think you can. I mean, so this is the interesting thing. I was just reading, looking at a paper this morning on sort of like monsoon, right? And so we have all these wonderful climate studies of monsoon. And so you got this average ridge position in July, average ridge position in August, and then average in September. So if the climate, if the weather would ever just cooperate and just hang <laughs> just in give there, us like, July and just give us the average, right? Yeah. And then what you do is you'd have this sort of like wet July and then slightly wetter August right. because you'd have that persistence of the pattern. And then it would the dynamics would shift over in September. In September, the ridge is weakening because the sun angle is starting to retreat and you're starting to have, you know, a, a cooler northern hemisphere. Then you start to get into more transition type mm-hmm. events and there's still enough moisture at your back door to be able to turn into precip. Qualitatively, it, it just feels like it's really hard to fire the, the monsoon engine and keep it going. If you get a good July, it seems like it's more likely that you'll have a bad or a, a weaker August. I, mean, I don't know if the data supports that, but it's just what I... It's just, it seems to me that it's hard to... It sounds like a feeling, Zach. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is really borne out in, in the research, but there are positive feedbacks when you have green up right. and you're actually recycling moisture, the suggestion would be that you may end up having more recycled moisture if you have a July, wet July, uh, moving into August. You know, we had talked about before all of the ingredients that are required to actually have a monsoon, a, a day that has m- uh, widespread monsoon precipitation, mm-hmm. right? All these things have to converge. It just seems statistically that Doing that every single day is 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 very unlikely. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And 
It raining everywhere all the time, evenly throughout the monsoon season, is a statistical artifact. We get that when we when we do our maps, and but the actual characterization of the monsoon, you know, it's this whole thing of like, was this year really unusual? Well, it, it's unusual in some respects and pretty typical in others. And I think that probably every other monsoon season is the exact same thing. If you have a really epic July and you're sailing off, you don't have many instances where you do it again epically and then end up with two or three times the monsoon average, right? That becomes rare distributionally. So why would you bet then that we would go off? The, I was blinded. The, the, you totally were blinded. Oh, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was, I was drunk on the, on the, on drunk the, on rainwater. Yeah. Man. I mean, it was just such a, an amazing period where it, well, every it, day, the clouds were awesome. I mean, I yeah, love yeah. I love looking yeah. at monsoon clouds and seeing off in the distance those sheets of rain and, I hear you, and the man. colors. And you know, I, yeah. I, I just I was it was more wishful thinking. I know it was <laughs> wish casting. It totally was. I could I could tell it. But also another sort of interesting part of this monsoon year is the lack of incursions of September tropical storm moisture. We had some, but it just didn't do anything. So you and I were talking earlier. Influenced. It was right around Labor Day weekend. We had tropical storm. I think that was Lydia. I think it was Lydia. Yeah. yeah tropical Storm Lydia was the, probably the most promising tropical uh, moisture possibility we had the whole season. It was riding up on the edge of the ridge to the east of us. And so it looked like it had a good track to, to kind of come in here. And we indeed did have uh, in Arizona a nice rise in uh, dew points mm-hmm. and precipitable water. But and no measurable rain. Almost no. any, almost across the, the entire state. Yeah. This is where it's so dicey, even with these. The moisture with no heating is just a humid day, a, a waste of good precipitable water for that time of year. But, you know, that's one of those situations where there was maybe just a little bit more steering current where that storm could have moved more quickly off to the west and then left behind the precipitable water rises across Arizona got good heating, we could have been at an inch and a half or two inches yeah. for September. That would, and that, this would have been a different conversation. That would have been it. You're right. I'd be drinking Zima. I'd be drinking Zima. See, <laughs> you got saved, man. You got saved. So there was also Norma, which was in a position at the Gulf of California, which could have driven some moisture up. I believe that started in mid-September. But that also, I believe the pattern during that time was such that there, there was a trough that to our north and ended up blocking the incursion of that moisture. And yeah. so we, we didn't, the, the synoptic pattern was such that it, it didn't favor a surge. This early fall trough pattern climatologically is a little bit more coastal California and the ridge is inland. And so that puts us into this southwesterly flow ahead of the trough. We've had more of these troughs kind of move in and, and hang out just north of us. So we've been in sort of at the base of the trough and in the westerlies. And what we've seen in September is even having the little bit of lingering monsoonal moisture we've had just completely scoured out. We dropped into the 20s here in dew point temperatures, which at least for some of the days late in September is uh, near record low for that time of the year, meaning that it was super cool, dry fall air coming in from some of these cool troughs pretty pretty early, mm-hmm. pretty early in the season. And also we should maybe maybe bring up the activity in the East Pacific, the hurricane activity has been around average, slightly above average. Of course, all the attention has been on the on the Atlantic and just the devastating hurricanes that have afflicted many, many places in the Caribbean, including, you know, Houston and and um, and, and, and Florida here. And 
you know, every, everything is certainly all connected together when we're in the broader scale hemispheric flow patterns. And we ended up having, you know, again, that ridge trough sort of transition season pattern in the West was pretty active in September. So in that pattern, we ended up having a very strong advancement of the subtropical ridge. It was, you know, kind of built back in. It was like a kind of a breath, uh, you know, last breath of that sort of monsoon pattern. And so that broad ridge over the Western U.S. as Harvey was uh, moving in the Gulf of Calif- Gulf of Mexico towards Texas. So you could see the ridge is off to the west. There was a, I think, a weak ridge off to the east, east over Florida. And then there was a trough over the Midwest. And so you can imagine these are all sort of cogs or they're um, gears. Mm-hmm. And they're all sort of meshed together. Well, Harvey got stuck between those. Think about what the more typical flow pattern might have been that time of year, which is a broad, expansive ridge across the whole continental U.S. And underneath that ridge would have been a long fetch of easterly flow. So as Harvey is wandering towards the coast, it's, it, get, it gets pulled into that easterly flow. And we've seen this in years past, is then when it makes landfall and then just continues to move inland and mm-hmm. then gets pulled over northern Mexico southern New Mexico, and then towards us. And so we've had tropical storm situations in the past or hurricane situations where they make landfall on Texas and then move towards us, and then they end up getting sort of pulled apart. But we end up getting a rainy day out of it. Right. And that all of that activity gets spread out, and then there's no lingering heavy rainfall over Texas. It just has that punch of the tropical storm. But Harvey instead got stuck and rained for five, six days and, you know, put down 50 inches of rain by because of being stuck in that position. Yeah, quite the quite the hurricane season, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, all right, Mike. So maybe a quick wrap up here. So for Tucson, the 2017 monsoon precipitation came in at just under 10th. We just missed top 10. Yeah. Uh, so 8.57 inches, the, the 10th wettest monsoon on record going back to 1895 was 8.62. Phoenix is below average, somewhere in the middle of that distribution. Flagstaff has uh, 8.36 inches up through the, I should say that this is up through September 27th, so not quite the end of the month. And the average is 8.31, so right around average. El Paso's 7.1 inches uh, this year and its historical average is 5.14 inches, so that's run above average. Albuquerque, I'm going to go all the way up to Albuquerque. Although, did Albuquerque recently get? Did it just get? It did just get rain? Right? Just in the last week, um, Albuquerque's kind of gotten back into some of the activity, and a, a lot of that is is these troughs of low pressure uh, moving across the southwest right now are pulling up subtropical moisture and you know giving them a nice good dose of fall storms off to the east here. I think the picture, maybe broadly speaking, is I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I've always had a loss of words for this because it's 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 pretty much like you have to do a narrative for each 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 location, right? Yeah, the the broad brush characterizations for the Southwest is it's tough to encapsulate. You know, Arizona as a whole, it had most, if not all, of its activity in that July period, and then has coasted to the finish here. And that has... I think it stopped. I don't think it coasted. You don't think so? I think it just put the parking brake on. That's another metaphor. It's it's even better. (laughs) We're just still in the car here. But, you know, it it did it all. It did it all in a couple weeks. And most of the state now is 
parts of it are, I can't even say most of the state. So, so the, the stats on the sort of breakdown for the state as a whole are a little over half the state has observed below average precip spatially, and the other half has been above average to much above average. So it's kind of the sort of like half and half. And, you know, at, at its best point, at, right at the beginning of August, I love uh, that point. Uh, about 80% of the state was above average as far as precip, right? So that was that July period. And then since then, since we've been coasting or hitting a parking brake or throwing in a drive or throwing in neutral, there's so many things we could do with this thing. <laughs> We've lost tons of ground. We gained it ahead of time. And for the, for the monsoon total, we're going to end up being about half and half. Very little of the state has um, seen much above. And it's interesting, the places that did were the far northwest part of the state that ended up actually picking up some tropical storm uh, moisture and then doing it in some pretty epic, very heavy distribution. Uh, with some severe weather reports in parts of in early and mid September uh, for Northwest, I know what we need to do. We need to take this on on tour. Really? Yeah, we got to go to India. We got to experience real like another monsoon. Yeah, another. Oh, monsoon. I like this idea. So we're always monsoon podcasting <laughs> continuously. I, I, I like. Yeah, because I was just thinking, you know, and like so now, what do we look forward to? No, man, we <laughs> we turn our attention to bagging on Enso. That's what we do best. Yeah, that's right. Right, I like that. I like that. You too. do. It yeah. feels it feels more comfortable. It feels good. It, it feels yeah. good to like beat up on Enso because I, I, I like it too. It's it's offered. It's it's all you hear. It's like climate Enso. I, I know. Yeah, we got to talk about something different though. Enso punditry. I'm gonna end this with. I think this was a pretty pretty darn good. Do we do do we do enough monsoon? Do we, do we do enough for New Mexico? Yeah, you're right. Why don't you why don't you give it a couple of minutes of air time? <laughs> okay, <laughs> except we're not there. <laughs> Albuquerque, they didn't get the epic. July period that we did, they did get some rain, but they they weren't getting wallops day after day after day. And I think that that was some of the grumblings that I heard from folks over there, right, rightly so. I think that they were jealous, <laughs> honestly, and I don't blame them. It was it was a great period. They had a little bit of activity in August, and they've had uh, reasonably slow. But I do think it's picked up because of some of this fall transition weather right. as of late. But yeah, if, if you look at the sort of the precip plots for New Mexico, they largely look pretty good. But I think a lot of it has been catch-up precip. Uh, but they did have a couple of reasonably big days on uh, September 27th. It seemed to have a really big widespread precip event um, where our colleague Dave Dubois was was noting some, was it uh, plus three inch down towards Las Cruces, El Paso, and it looks like Santa Fe and Albuquerque got well, hey, Albuquerque. quite a bit. They really were different. I think our, the season that they had that Mexico had in the season that we had, uh, as far as sort of the the timing of, of activity, they didn't. It was not as quiet for them the second half mm-hmm. or two thirds two thirds half. Is that proper? No, directions? no, no, no. Two-thirds. The last two periods of play. I'm, I'm thinking deeply <laughs> about this. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> for, for New Mexico, <laughs> we're different yeah. and a bit busier than than we've had here in Arizona. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Well. I'm sad to say. Sad you didn't get your Zima. Yeah. And I'm quite thankful I didn't have to try to go track it down, honestly, too. So <laughs> but I'm also I'm also sad to see the monsoon go, even though it's been gone for- It's been gone for weeks. For, for close to two months. <laughs> Was this just a, kind of a catharsis for well, you to, 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 to put it up, to still, button it up? Are you still hoping? No, I'm just still fondly thinking of those yeah. three weeks in, in, in July where I was- Constantly on my roof, looking at uh, texting looking me that at you lightning. got more rain than yeah. me, and yeah, yeah, I I agree. 
All right. Well, um, that was a little bit more than five, 10 minutes. So I guess, I guess the monsoon was a little bit more active. Yeah. We don't seem to be at a, at a, we can talk about zero precip for hours. It's remarkable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We said more about zero precip than we did about the seven inches that, that, that fell in July. We did. All right. Well, thanks everybody again for, uh, for joining us on this, uh, Southwest climate podcast. The Southwest Climate Podcast is a production of CLEMIS, which is part of NOAA's Regional Integrated Science and Assessment Program and is housed at the University of Arizona Institute of the Environment. Mike Crimmins is a principal investigator with CLEMIS, a professor of soil, water, and environmental science in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, and climate extension specialist with the University of Arizona Cooperative Extension. Zach Guido is a research scientist with the Institute of the Environment and UA program manager of the International Research and Applications Program. The podcast is edited and produced by Ben McMahon, research outreach and assessment specialist with Clemus. The one and only. (laughs) Still one and only. Imagine that. (laughs) It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time, yes. I'd be totally making this up. Looks like it rained there. (laughs) 